Alright, hi guys, it's Little Law. Welcome back to the Sanctuary Show. Today I have Maddie on. Maddie, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Maddie Oates. Um, like, I don't know what else you really need to hear about me, but there's the most important part. Um, so, would you like to explain something about like your mental health, like what, what issues you're suffering with right now? Yeah, so, basically... I don't really know when it all started, but I definitely had issues, like, growing up and coping from different, like, scenarios, but I've really been on this big mental health journey in the last year, and I really noticed that the pandemic started to affect me differently, like, I just, like, anybody else can say or attest to, like, the whole world just changed overnight and we just had to accept that you know so like lo and behold like I tried to be all tough and like the superhero mom and you know be strong for my family and then like deep down like something else was going on you know so basically I work for a company that thankfully has all this mental health awareness and benefits so I go through a program called Lyra um, through Starbucks. It's free for 20 sessions per issue and it resets every single year. So essentially I could have like long-term like therapy. So like that's good for somebody in my situation because through therapy, I've also had to have the help of doctors. I even have a psychiatrist on board now. But basically, I suffer from something called CPTSD, which is complex person or sorry, complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, so like some people can get PTSD from like a single event or like just something big that happens in their life that just changes it. And I, unfortunately, <laughs> had lifelong events of this happening, happening, and, like, as a kid, like, you know, like, in the area that we grew up in, like, mental health wasn't really <laughs> talked about or much of a thing, or there weren't a lot of resources, and, you know, like, it just built into something so complex, like, literally, like, it's such a complex situation, so... Um, on top of that, I have been diagnosed with depression and anxiety, and I also have been on this really weird dwindling path of researching autism and then finding out that my father suffers from autism, or I shouldn't even say suffers, it's like such a unique situation. But yeah, like through all of this, like I've gone down this really crazy rabbit hole and I'm still continuing it so oh you got a lot I going guess, on honey I know I like I feel like that's a good way to sum that all up but yeah it's it's been hard you know I feel like anybody that goes to therapy and has to dig up anything like it's hard but you know there's been a lot of situations where I wanted to back out and I was scared and 
I remember my first appointment, like 10 minutes before I was sitting there, like having a panic attack, like, can I do this? Like, am I gonna do it? Like, I almost backed out and I'm so thankful that I just took the call because <laughs> it was the first step to changing everything, so. And I'm glad you did that too, honey. So you chose gener- generational, sorry, generational trauma for your topic. Do you want to like yeah. give insight on what that is? Because honestly, I had to look it up myself and I had to ask you a couple of questions about it as well, <laughs> because it's not talked about. It really isn't. And that's how it really becomes, honestly, like in retrospect, generational trauma is like the repeated basically life circumstance of like it can be anything like some people go through like physical abuse through generations some people go through like alcoholic abuse for generations you know like the family dynamic can be so like unique and special and you know I went on this also like last year around the same time of starting all of this I uh an ancestry dna test and um basically like found out you know i started plugging in all this stuff (coughs) created such a huge family tree i basically called up my uh biological grandmother one night and my biological aunt from my my biological dad's side i'm sure this will be like an episode later (laughs) haha But, um, basically, like, had this two-hour phone call and, like, asked some questions, you know, I was like, hey, like, does this person sound familiar? Like, does this sound like the right date? Blah, 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 blah. And everything, yes, like, everything started to match up. And then she started telling me these stories, you know. So, um, basically, like, a lot of the craziness started, like, three generations prior to my grandfather even and like she told me the story like from there his parents <laughs> to him and then it continued to my father and then to me and it could continue to my children but I have decided to go on like this path of changing and putting a stop to like our generational curses which in my family depending on how you look at it on my father's side alone there's um alcohol abuse and there's drug abuse and um bipolar disorder runs really thick in the family and it's like the more i've researched this generational situation the more i'm kind of understanding how circumstance can bring out some of this mental health wise so i feel like you know the pandemic kind of did that for me and it's like instead of spiraling out of control I decided to get help and thankful I did because you know it's it's been it's been a roller coaster to say the least so which I'm really glad that instead of like you said spiraling out of control you tried to get back in control and like put yourself where you needed to be um So, I want to, like, rewind a little bit. When you say your biological yeah. grandmother, what did you yeah. mean by that? So, a really complicated, long story short. Um, my parents, 
were not together essentially when I was born and it kind of became this huge like pawn situation Mm -hmm. um but my my mother had driven my father off Uh, my father had gotten involved in the law did not want to have to pay child support so my mother had talked him into basically like relinquishing his rights and I later was adopted by my stepdad which you know my brother (laughs) from school but his father adopted me so okay okay yeah that's how my brother came into my life but um so yeah like my my paternal grandmother I guess would be the way we could call this on my dad's side um you know it was kind of a really complicated situation because like the way my mother thought was not right and it really ended up affecting me later but you know I didn't really know a lot about my paternal side of the family and like what was going on with genetics and what was going on like with this mental health situation because it was a lot more severe than like what my mother would tell me you know and kind of how like generational trauma works it's like at some point like the parent or grandparent or so on and so forth like instead of like changing the situation it's like you just sweep it under the rug (laughs) you just sweep it under the rug and hope nothing happens with it and unfortunately like my mother had created a lot of very messy situations that later caught up with her and caused a lot of issues in our household and um, but that was because like they couldn't handle their own issues and <laughs> so it's like my mother pretended to like protect me from people that like potentially could have helped me and I could have figured out like better ways of coping with what's going on and just such a mess so like that's something I've kind of had to learn through all of this as well is like how to cope, how to forgive, and, you know, how to let go and move on and create, like, a different situation. Like I said, my my kiddos, like, that's, like, the number one priority right now is to, like, give them a different life. They don't have to be, like, afraid. They can be supported. Yeah, like, that's that's kind of the main goal here. Which is really good. And honestly, you kind of, like, answered one of my questions. Um, so because you were adopted, um, do you think that that also ties in with what different generational traumas you get? Because like you said, you have your paternal grandmother, your father's side, you have your mother's side. Now you have your stepfathers and stepbrothers and stuff like that. Do you think that that's like times three generational trauma there? (laughs) You know, if I sat here and actually broke it down for you, absolutely. Like, all three of my parents were so emotionally underdeveloped. Like, you know, honestly, there should be a test for people to have children, in my personal opinion. No, I'm kidding. No, but no, no, I, I agree with you. Because, like, honestly, like, the damage that some people can have, like, my mom was never supposed to have children like she was told from like late middle school to early high school age like 
your body can't handle it. Like she had other medical issues. Long story short, like partied all throughout her 20s and early 30s. And, you know, I was such a surprise. And, you know, that was something that was like held against me like my whole life. And it's, it's crazy. It's like my mother and my stepfather, they both bullied me into even like wanting to know about my parent like my um my biological dad like I'm very thankful for like the family that you know my stepdad did bring into my life because there were people that did really care about me and you know there's also people on like both of my other parents side, you know but like there's also all these really weird traumas that happen like there's a lot of abandonment issues there's a lot of alcohol use you know, like stuff that shaped them into the hardened people that they became, <laughs> which influenced me and how I thought of the world, you know, so, which is not quite reality, if I'm totally true about it, but. Yeah, I see that a lot, honestly, <clears throat> and um, I think generational trauma is something that needs to be spoken or opened more because, um, like you said, um, the words generational curses, you hear that often, but a lot of people can be using that as like a generational curse as in like having more males than females and things like that. So a lot of things get misconstrued in my opinion. And I try not to make this podcast about opinionated things because it's your life is how you're living. Um, but in my opinion, (laughs) (laughs) no, you're fine. Um, so, um, when all this came about, when you decided to go and get help for your mental health, did when, when the things arose and you started digging deeper into everything, did it affect how you saw certain things? Did it affect how you saw your mother in a certain light, your stepfather, your father, you know, did it affect how you saw people? You know, it really did. Um, unfortunately, my stepdad and I we haven't had a relationship in like four years or so at this point so like that's a whole mess in its own like in some situations I felt bad for him but I felt in more situations like the opposite of like why would you do this to me you know Mm -hmm. like when somebody adopts like a child like you expect that person to be in their life forever not what ended up happening which is also more hilarious drama for later no I'm kidding no you can always um, come on and talk about that honey <laughs> no it's you know I'm honestly more open about it now than I've ever been because it's like that's another part of it it's like my family never wanted us to talk about like the bad you know like my my parents have like a certain image <laughs> and you know like in a certain certain communities like where you know everybody's business you are expected to be even more like everything or that's how my household was ran so that was a nightmare its own but um so yeah basically like i i've become super angry with my mother you know it, it put like a really big strain because you know, I wasn't even talking to her about like, the fact that 
of what I was talking about in therapy, but it's more of the fact of like the fact that I was even going, the fact that I was even seeking help, the fact that I was even like even potentially seeking like medical help, you know. Like she just a hundred percent did not support me and just belittled me and you know, it just I felt so unsupported at, at certain points, like I decided like I'm not gonna talk to you about it. Well she um started like mess of drama at the beginning of the year and I decided to set boundaries for the first time in my life being almost 27 years old you know it's like I've had a family for seven years like I should have been able to do this like a long time ago but you know that's just kind of the hold I I have on myself now but I finally set boundaries and had to kind of cut her off for a while but you know before that happened I broke at one point and just called her out for certain things and you know it made things really really tense because if you knew my mother <laughs> she she doesn't say I'm sorry that's that's like the first code of law she does not say I'm sorry she doesn't say I love you and she doesn't she doesn't really do much to better the situation. She's like really good at becoming like a bull when you see red. You know what I mean? Like a light switch. So yeah. D- does that ever make you feel like <laughs> what? What's the word that I'm trying to say? Do you ever like kind of feel like empathy for your mom because she's not able to get the help she needs or she chooses not to? Um, because of course there's always a choice. In yeah. Yeah. Essentially, because it's like she she claims that she has like seeked help, but way back in the nineties, you know, and it's like the nineties compared to now, like it's just. I mean, even five years ago, mental health wise, it's like there's so much more knowledge out there now. It's like I truly wish she would because it affects like her relationships, and it's like. I have told her, like, I'm genuinely scared that someday you're going to be all by yourself because I hate to tell you, but I I probably won't be taking care of you someday. <laughs> like, that's just kind of the relationship she's literally built with me, you know? So I've been honest about that with her. <laughs> and I bet that kind of made things kind of tense between you guys. Um... You know, honestly, but it helped moving to a different state. So that's kind of made it easier with being able to be more, you know, boundary setting and open and honest because I'm not afraid she's going to, you know, bang on my back door. (laughs) Definitely. Um, So what are some toxic traits that you got from your generational trauma? Like you were saying something about like um, some abusive traits, like alcohol abusing and stuff like that. Were you, did you ever get those? Were you able to overcome them? Things like you that. know, because of what they all <clears throat> did with their choices, you know, like my parents and my grandparents, I uh, I was actually terrified of doing anything of the sort. Like, I almost 100% avoided all of that in high school. Like, I honestly think the only time I ever partook 
took in anything would be like towards the end of my high school career and it was like a few drinks you know like never went to parties like I just avoided it I was so scared of getting in trouble you know and which is funny because there's like a whole story back in high school where you know I was with my brother and he got in trouble so I was all scared from all of that nonsense but that's a whole other story um I totally went so off topic from your question you might have to read back It was pretty much like, what what toxic traits did you gain from the the generational trauma that you're able to overcome now or working to overcome? Okay, here we go. So, you know, I've really struggled with, like, relationships anyways, but um, my husband's really gone above and beyond to, like, try to help me, like, redirect because a lot of the toxic traits that I do have and carry like to me I wasn't seeing them that way because like I grew up in that situation you know and so anyways I shut down in any like confrontation like anytime someone wants to yell at me like I'm either a hundred percent or zero like I either shut down and don't really want to engage in the situation or respond or like you say the right thing like I will be the loudest one in the room (laughs) and I will speak my mind and I hate being interrupted like that was me defending the fact that I never was heard growing up you know like anytime that I would like try to defend myself or explain like why I was doing something it was like I was shut down or I was told like that I was lying or you know I was just belittled in the situation. So, like, coping wise, <laughs> I figured out how to do this instead. Um, other toxic traits. I'm like, those are my top two. Um, Honey, you don't really don't have to like go into detail with more of it. Um, no, you're, you're so good. <laughs> I, uh, you know, at certain points, like earlier in my relationship, I it was really hard for me to get motivated to do like anything cleaning wise or organization wise because you know I like got screamed at a lot for like chores like not being done or not being done the right way and it was like god like I just had no motivation once I became an adult like as silly as that sounds like it just uh, it was really hard to like find like a routine for me because I also was really good with routines anyways. But, um... Well, honestly, when you talked about that, with the fact that, like, you had no motivation once you became an an adult, I can't talk right now. (laughs) But, honestly, I had that issue, too, because, um, I grew up in a household, and my dad had things that he needed to be done a certain way, or he would, like, it, it, he was, like, a coin. One day he might have been good, next day was a flip side, so you never knew what side you were gonna get. And so, yeah, so, like, hearing you say that, it kind of made me feel better that I wasn't alone in that situation, and the fact that I had no motivation to do anything, because I always thought, and I was scared, I was going to do it wrong and get yelled at. Literally, and kind of what I've, like, discovered through therapy is, like, I basically was in survival mode my whole life, and... (laughs) 
once I was safe on my own, like I basically kind of shut down as a human so I could like recharge and recharge and recharge to be able to function in society anyways. And it's like, you know, you shouldn't nurture your children or I should say unnurture your children their whole life because like that just, you know, if you didn't have like those blocks, like people could become like more successful. I'm not excusing it because, you know, there's people that go through really bad and are successful and I feel I'm successful in my own ways, but I do feel if I would have had more support in my home or, you know, would have been more encouraged, like in a positive manner versus a negative manner, like I do feel like I would have been more motivated and I do feel like I could have been a more successful person and it's like, sometimes I feel like I've robbed of that. So like that's another part of therapy that I'm trying to work through is like how do you let go of like trying to get back all of that and like trying to rewrite it as something good it's like you have to rewrite the next part of your life as something good (laughs) yeah you gotta like rewrite the outcome not the not the prologue honey (laughs) for real because you know I can't tell you how many times like I've told horror stories to friends or family and they're like god I really can't believe like you are as good of a person as you are like definitely not boasting like I definitely have my flaws but you know like it it does I feel like account for something because could have been way way worse off (laughs) like I could have been way worse off that's for sure hey that's the bright side to look at things like absolutely it could have went the other way but I'm here now and I'm proud of it yeah that's kind of where I'm at it's like what can I be proud of and like where have I come from and what do I plan on doing and it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna own it whatever it is that's for sure So to help you deal with the generational trauma, of course you said that you go to therapy and of course um, we do thank Starbucks um, because they are very open to mental health and that is amazing. Not a lot of workforces do have that option because... No kidding. But also, what kind of hobbies do you like to do to kind of pull you away from maybe some toxic issues that you're afraid to go into or like maybe when your anxiety pops up really big or your depression is there what kind of hobbies or like things do you like to do to like ease yourself put you in a peaceful state of mind well music is definitely my deep dive i have the craziest algorithm on spotify i swear (laughs) but um yeah like you know as odd as it is like for some reason sad music like calms me like some people are like oh my gosh don't listen to that you're gonna be so sad and I'm like no it actually does the opposite but oddly enough sad music makes me happy um I also like shows um so some feel good shows or shows that like will bring some emotions I know that I'm human still no I'm kidding um The Good Doctor is one of my favorite shows oh that is such a cute show oh so precious um This Is Us that one is so amazing. Um, my husband's been having me watch True Blood with him, so that's been really <laughs> fun to watch. That's <laughs> a good one. Um, but yeah, like I enjoy drawing and painting, and 
I've been like getting my kids more involved with art so that's been like really cool to like encourage them and see like what how creative they are because they seriously are like I love blowing my own horn but you know it's your babies are so adorable they're so precious it's like I I love that I get to be like the opposite effect you know like it sucks because like every waking moment of parenting I'm sitting there and I'm like oh am I doing it right oh it's like am I being like my mother or oh gosh is that too rough or aggressive and it's like I have to like gentle parent myself and be like no like this is a whole different situation like this is so much better but I do have to kind of like rewind and go back to the fact that where you mentioned before you like covered it up with just kidding like to make me feel like I'm human now honestly you're not the only one out there that feels like that like a lot of us that come from abuse like that feel like we're not human we kind of feel like we're property and we don't get um the opportunity to have those emotions and when you get out of such a dark turmoil part of that your life it's so weird to be able to have that freedom so I have to honestly agree with you the fact that yeah I kind of do things to feel human too like even if it's trying to cry listening to sad music or doing something like that um I definitely have to agree with you on that because more people feel that way than you think yeah which definitely I shouldn't say makes me feel better because I don't want people to feel that way but like it definitely like validates your experience because you know like there's definitely points in our lives when we're going through these situations and we're like gosh I feel so alone like I wish there was someone here for me to help me and it's like eventually like you get there and eventually like it gets better eventually you get away and it's like eventually you have a choice it's like there's so many like people out there that are still like at home with their family and it's so toxic and it's like like if you know like you're in a scary situation or a dangerous situation like no matter what's gonna happen like don't be afraid to say something (laughs) definitely speak up for yourself because you don't deserve to have to live a life that way um, but it also gets better. Like, I know the day I left, like, it just, uh, it was such a freedom relief of, like, I, I went two days before my 18th birthday, so, <laughs> I couldn't even make it to 18, I was like, I have to get out of here, <laughs> Well, I didn't realize you'd left that early. Yeah, I, uh, I moved out the week before senior year started, and (laughs) it was hell. It was hard. So, um, is there something you want to change so your children don't have to go through with it, that you're still trying to work through or on with your therapy, that you're afraid that you're going to push on them, that you got pushed onto you? (laughs) Um, I definitely know, like, whatever's going on, like they'll more than likely genetically inherit um like they probably will also have mood disorder like mom um mom's still in the process of figuring out exactly what mood disorder is so we can like treat it properly but um you know like me being able to be there and to like show them how to talk about their feelings and 
well, how do I calm myself down without like getting aggressive or like having an outburst or, you know, like there's a lot of teaching techniques that I'll have to like teach myself so I can, you know, and it's kind of going to have to be like a learning in progress because, you know, who's to say like my kids aren't perfect and nothing's ever going to be wrong with them who's to say that something severe could start happening like severe cases like schizophrenic or you know like the world's untelling when it comes to mental health and I know I can't 100% protect my children from everything out there like I know they're gonna have their own experiences but I want to be able to like show them that I can get safe space to come to like no matter what the like, I'm there to protect his, like, lecture and scold and make you in trouble for, you know? So, I think that's kind of the difference that I'm really trying to plan out for. So, because you are addressing this as early as you are in your kiddo's life, because I know Lakin, or she has to be what? How old now? She's seven. Yeah, I was about to say that, but I wasn't sure if I was right. <laughs> <laughs> right? So you still have like some learning yourself to help them. Well, at least they're in an age now that they are very versatile and that you can help adjust when needed and also adjust yourself, if you know what I right. mean. I honestly feel like they're learning along with me. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's such a unique experience to say the least. But I definitely feel like it's starting to make us stronger as a family because we're starting to like understand more of the situation and kind of how to live with it and adjust to it and it's interesting it's fun it's stressful <laughs> oh i bet it is but that's really really good because when they feel like they're gonna if you look to the future and if you want to like think about it because you are able to go through with getting therapy they're not going to be afraid that they're going to be weak because look mama's doing it and she's doing just fine so that they're not gonna they don't feel like they're going to be shunned because they want to feel better in their mind and be safe in their self exactly and honestly I think Eric would need therapy I, I hope they figure something out in our wonderful country <laughs> when it comes to mental health because something's gotta change because ugh everyone around us is just going crazy when it comes to you know what's happening in the world around us and what we've been through the last two years and it's been such a crazy time <laughs> honestly honey i can't preach this enough and i swear to goodness is in every episode that i post that there's two different societies there is our society where we have the mental stigma that is attached to us and then there is society that shuns us for being mentally unstable and I don't mean mentally unstable is a bad term because it's not because that's what we are our chemicals are so unbalanced in our brains because we've been through some things and they just whack out and we need help to put them back together um so do you wish that 
your generational trauma was addressed earlier in life and do you wish that there was um I guess an outreach program or something that you could go to to find out what you needed to get help with besides therapy like where you could learn more honestly I wish the generations before us had the resources we do today um uh, I mean you know they would have had any knowledge of mental health and like what it what it comes to be and like the diversity of it all and like <clears throat> if they had some of those resources back then like it could have avoided some but who's to say what our next three or four or five generations are going to look after us even if we do like get on the bandwagon for mental health you know there's just <clears throat> unfortunately no telling but I definitely wish <clears throat> there would have been like more I don't know. I I can't even say more programs because I I feel like the programs were there, but you know, I feel like some of us kids that were so conditioned into thinking like what we were going through was normal. It's like I almost wish there were like classes in health to talk about like certain situations of like abuse at home. It's not just physical because abuse at home is not just physical. Oh yeah, it's mental abuse. And- emotional abuse and neglect and absolutely I feel like if you know it it was more talked about and like even young kids knew how to talk about it like maybe something could change in our system but then again it's like you know that is super funny that you brought up health class because (laughs) I know that you were in the same health class basis that I did and the only mental health that was shown was depression and suicide And they would hammer us, yeah, they would hammer into our heads that depression is a telltale sign for everybody. And suicide has its own telltale signs. But the more you look at society, and the more you see people that unfortunately have passed away due to suicide, they're not all the same. No, absolutely not. And so that's one of the things that I totally agree with you with, that there needs to be more in-depth mental health in um in school in health even if it's through because honestly i have to say depression kind of strikes really young now so it it could it could be you could start out in fifth grade and then go up so that way they don't feel so hindered when or alone when they feel these feelings Well, honey, that's all the questions that I have for you today. <laughs> well, heck yeah. We'll definitely have to do one for next time. But um, <laughs> thank you for having me. You're welcome. Is there anything... Me too, honey. Is there anything that you want to say to the listeners that maybe would give them like an ability to hold their head up a little bit higher? You know, it always gets better the end and if it's not better it's not the end so you just have to hold on to hope and hope seriously will get you even through the hardest days like even when you're at your rock bottom I'm like oh my gosh I can't do this anymore it's like you just have to 
have to remind yourself like there's an end goal of when I'm gonna be gone or when I can leave or when this will end or you know if you're in a situation that you know it's not even apparent like it can happen like in any relationship even like don't be afraid to leave um there's always something better out there for you absolutely like I don't feel like people should have to settle for misery by any in any relationship <laughs> whether it be a sibling or a partner or a parent or a grandparent or aunt or cousin or whatever you want to call it <laughs> so there you are <laughs> well thank you for coming on Maddie Um, I do want to let my listeners know that there is a suicide prevention hotline. The number is 800-273-8255. You can call them and you can chat with them. So if you need to talk to somebody there 24 hours, please do not think that you're alone in this situation. And remember, don't forget to eat, drink your water, go sit out in the sun, do your hobbies, and don't think they're weird. Please, anybody can do hobbies, and if it makes you happy, just do it, honey. But take a shower. There you go. There's another one that does make you feel better. And even if you only washed one dish, you have one dish less to wash tomorrow. You did take a step. But thank you guys. This is Maddie and Lil Law signing off. Cheers.